0: This is the Rosie Report, spring training edition. It's all you need to know about the tribe in Goodyear. Daily updates, player interviews, along with other spring training hijinks and tomfoolery. Now, here's Jim Rosenhaus. This is the Rosebud Report, blossoming from spring training. hander well, checks the runner at first, the payoff. Swung on and smoked to center. How oh, is this ball hammered? gone off the batter's eye, high above the yellow line and dead center. Bobby Bradley with a prodigious two-run bomb to dead center off the batter's eye. Who knows how far that baby would have gone. And against a fellow left-hander, Bobby Bradley makes it a one-run game. Well, there was a big highlight from yesterday, Bobby Bradley showing off some of that outstanding power that has allowed him to be a, a premier home run hitter in the minor leagues so far, and he's trying to make his mark in the big leagues and get back up to the major leagues after making his debut a season ago. Jim Rosenhouse, along with you, it is edition number seven, episode number seven of the Rosary Report Spring Training Edition, so glad you found us on the podcast chain, and Glad you could uh, tune in and catch up on Thursday's activity in camp for the Cleveland Indians. They played the Dodgers at Goodyear Ballpark. The Dodgers won it by a final score of 6-4. Indians staging a furious rally in the late innings after falling behind 6-0. Some issues on the mound yesterday. Jeffrey Rodriguez made the start and just didn't have his good command in his second spring start. And he allowed a three-run home run early in the ballgame to Kike Hernandez in his two innings of work, and the Dodgers go on to that 6-5 win. Now the big news in camp on Thursday, Emmanuel Classé, the hard-throwing right-hander that was a key piece in the Corey Kluber trade with Texas in the offseason, he has been diagnosed with a strain of the Upper Terrace Major, and if that sounds familiar, that was the injury that sidelined Mike Clevenger the outstanding Indian starting pitcher a season ago for the first two months of the season, and with the latest and the prognosis for Class A Indians manager Terry Francona talked about it yesterday morning. You know what? We're actually kind of surprised that it was, I think, that length because he wasn't complaining about it very much at all. It obviously, must be a pretty tough kid. Um, now the the rehab. And the, the way he progresses goes completely on how he's healing. So, like we talked about Clev last year, he was so far ahead because he healed so quickly. They'll go week to week, and then, you know, they'll kind of when you hit a milestone, you go to another milestone, but it's going to be completely on how he, how he heals. So, that's some of the news from camp from Tri Manager Terry Francona on Thursday. And as we do, On each of our episodes of the Rosie Report, we like to visit with different people around camp, most notably a lot of the tribe players, but we take a break from that today and check in with the Indians' new AAA manager down at Columbus, Andy Tracy. And Reason being, Andy's an Ohio native who was born and raised in Bowling Green, Ohio, and uh, actually went to Bowling Green University. So... Um, a real local flavor for him he's lived in columbus for a long long time so this is a chance for him to go home and uh, manage that last level of development which can be the most challenging for a minor league manager and we had a chance to catch up with him earlier this week and let's listen in to andy tracy the new AAA manager all right andy tracy with us Columbus manager and, and Andy uh, you mentioned it earlier uh, last year first year in a new organization so this spring a little bit different for you in a lot of ways? Yeah
1: it's a, it's a lot different. I last year was uh, you know trying to put names with faces and roaming around the halls I've never been in but uh, this year obviously no more people in the organization and more comfortable like going up and, and talking to people about things.
0: And in this organization so development driven uh, relying so heavily on the minor leagues. See, you're in a Important spot, Triple A manager. Um, when you when you go into a spring training and and things start to develop in terms of your roster, you, you know it's going to change a bunch. Um, how much guidance do you get from the big league staff, player development, all of that?
1: Yeah, I mean it's all inclusive. Uh, sending guys down from the big leagues. What do we need to accomplish to help them get back up there and help help them win games in the in Cleveland, and then having goal setting sessions from the player development side to help the player you know there's there's lots of conversations about how we want to make this player a better player and and help the big league club so it's it's holistic across the board Uh, organizations are really good about communication and uh, player driven atmosphere so the player feels comfortable also
0: and as someone who had a long pro career, a lot of it in the minor leagues and then trying to battle to get to the major leagues, it, do you feel you have that good perspective for what you're managing now and as far as the challenges both mentally and physically?
1: I would hope to think so uh, as an up-and-down guy a lot. Um, giving players my opinion and my experiences and talking them through certain things, understanding what they're going through, especially the ones with, with families, uh, it's difficult But getting them back in line, uh, letting them come in the office and and voice their opinion on things, sometimes it's not very positive, which is understandable because you get to be the .01% in the big leagues and you want to stay up there. But getting them to commit to continue to become better and get ready to help the big league club again is really important. Andy Tracy
0: joining us. He'll be the AAA manager at Columbus this year. You're an Ohio guy, yeah. and uh, about as convenient as it gets, managing in Columbus based on where you've lived for a while now?
1: Yeah. No, it's, it was uh, – I hadn't been home in like 25 years, so I didn't know how it was going to go, but it went pretty smoothly last year. And it's always nice to get home, uh, see the kids at night, and, and see them in the morning uh, when, I'm, when they're on a homestand. College at BG,
0: mm-hmm. and uh, for Bowling Green, obviously you played baseball but you also had a chance to play football. Yeah. Tell us about that experience.
1: Yeah, it was good. Uh, BG was only one of the only schools that let me play both sports. I still wanted to play both. Uh, it was exciting to be part of a really good football program at that time. Uh, we we won the MAC a bunch and uh, great coaching staff. They a lot of them moved on to the NFL. The best thing about it was I got to play football in the fall and baseball in the spring. I didn't have to do fall baseball and spring football and, and get killed uh, conditioning and stuff. So it was an exciting uh, time of my life. That's old school where you get to play a couple of different sports. How about that? Yeah, <laughs> I, I actually got to hide a lot, so that's how I said it. So I tried to stay out of trouble and hide in the different sports. And you were a punter for the football team? I was, yeah, four years.
0: So it seems like, especially the pitchers, they bring a football out all the time, and they're kicking it around or throwing it around, soccer ball sometimes. You ever want to just kind of show them how it's done?
1: Yeah, not anymore because i probably blow out a hammy or something, and then I can't throw batting practice, and then the Indians will probably have to release me at that point. So (laughs) (laughs) I try to stay away from that. And uh, you have some good uh, northeast Ohio roots. Uh,
0: Your wife's from uh, northeast Ohio?
1: Yeah, she's uh, west side, uh, grew up in Bay Village, went to Lakewood High School. So we're up there a lot, have tons of friends uh, up in the Cleveland area and You know, I'm I'm fortunate to be working in Columbus where I live and and for an organization that her family has uh, loved the Indians their whole life because they're Cleveland people. So it's an interesting uh, dilemma I'm going through. Good stuff, Andy. Have a good
0: season. Thank you so much. And Andy Tracy being modest about his punting exploits, he was a punter for four seasons on the Bowling Green football team and his last season, his senior season, he averaged uh, well in excess of 40 yards a punt and uh, did make a bowl game appearance along the way, too, for the Falcons. So that was a lot of fun visiting with Andy Tracy, and that'll do it with our recap of Thursday's activities. Hope you can tune in to the podcast in the future as we'll keep you up to date on spring training here in Goodyear, Arizona. This is Jim Rosenhaus with the Rosie Report.
1: This has been the Rosie Report.